Right, let's move on and start looking at each group individually. Um, given the vagaries of the F AFC seeding system, whereby the K-League is somehow rated as a top league, that means that Chombuk as the K-League winners were the overall top seed in the competition. Uh, so let's start with their group. Uh, that was Group E. Obviously, Chombuk have done some strengthening, although not to the degree that the rumours were flying around. Obviously, we don't have Van Persie, we don't have Torres, although there are still a couple of weeks left of the, the uh, transfer window. Uh, but Mark, what do you think about John Book? Uh, I think I would agree with you. I think the rumours were that John Book were trying to be the you know Korea's answer to the Galacticos. Um, but I mean, I'm not quite sure that Kim Shinook is really and Eric Partler is really quite what the John Book fans had in mind. Uh, they're probably stronger than they were uh, this time last year. Uh, I mean, I know that they had Edu, who was a bit of a goal machine. But the rumours right now are that Edu's coming back in July anyway, which will be for their tilt on the second half of the, the, of the ACL, the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely looking at their group, um, looking at the, the, the other players that we've mentioned in the group, uh, I think I don't see John Book finishing first. Uh, I think they're probably going to struggle. I mean, I think a lot of it depends really on Jiangsu. I guess my opinion on, on uh, Jiangsu is that they're a bit unpredictable with the names that they've signed. Um, you know, they've taken a massive step forward this over yeah. this close season by signing a bunch of marquee players that they haven't had before. And it's whether those guys can, can gel or not, yeah. yeah. And I guess we'll, we'll hear from Sophia in a minute as to whether or not she thinks that they will gel. And I think that's why I, I'm not sure that John Book will, will top the group. I think in terms of Bing Dong and uh, FC Tokyo, I think they probably have enough about them to to beat both those teams over over the course of the of the group. Uh, I think for me the biggest thing for for John Book will be that they don't repeat what they did last year. Their opening game last year was against the, the Japanese team, uh, where they played Kashiwa Reysol, and it was a boring nothing each draw. Granted, John Book had the ball in the net three times in the first 12 minutes, uh, three pretty ridiculous offside decisions. But the end result was a nothing each draw. And I think if John Book start that way this year against Tokyo, they could find themselves in real trouble. I think they could end up not getting out of that group, depending on how Jiangsu do. Yeah, I think a big thing about that group, completely for me, a big thing about that group is all about uh, Jiangsu. Mm. I would like to also add, for all you people who are listening to the podcast back in Scotland, that uh, FC Tokyo have the one and only Francisco Sandanza, in their team, uh, who uh, I'm sure Jamie will talk about whenever he comes on, uh, who actually used to play for St. Johnson and the the parody show of Rangers. So, in in their previous guys or their current guys? The parody show. Oh. The parody account. So in their in their current half attempt guys. So, so they've already they've already been around long enough that they've got ex players. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think for me, uh, I'm going to look at John Book. They should get out the group as long as they don't blow that first game uh, in Tokyo. But again, it's all hanging on Jiangsu. I mean, last year also they, they went out like a bat of hell, and they were, we we had them pegged to qualify from sort of the halfway point, and then they were dragging it out for ages, weren't they, before they finally stumbled over the line? Well, they, last year they... Which is also kind of what they did in the K-League. Yeah, well, they drew the first game, and then they went out and beat the Chinese team in China, uh, and then they, they beat uh, Bingdao at home. 
So they had like six points from, sorry, seven points from, from nine. Probably only needing three more points to actually finish the group top. And then they ended up getting maybe just two more across the rest of the tournament and finished second, yeah? Um, so for me, they have to start that first game. Because I think FC Tokyo, if, if Jiangsu Sainte uh, go on to be the team that I think they might be, yeah. then it's between them and Tokyo for uh, second spot. And you can't afford to draw nothing each at home against your, your rivals, as far as I see it. So who do you think will... You, you think John Book have got a good chance. Who do you think is most likely to go out of the group with them? Uh, Jiangsu. So John Book and Jiangsu? John Book and Jiangsu, in some order, yeah. I'm not sure which order. Uh, shall we go on and talk to Sophia about whether she agrees with that? Uh, yeah. What do you reckon, Sophia? Do you agree? Uh, can you start off by telling us a bit about Jiangsu, such as their key players? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe the key players, um, and many people know that, is uh, Ramirez uh, from the Premier League yeah. and Tesla uh, from the Uruguay, I think. Yeah, Super League. And then and maybe Joe, yeah, uh, playing the Premier League before. Yeah, with Man City. He played with Manchester City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Manchester City, yeah, yeah, yeah. Played before. Um, the three players, maybe, I, I think the key player in, uh, key players in this team. And, but I don't know their coach and Petrescu. He's, oh, he's from Petrescu. Romania, right? Yeah. Petrescu is not a famous coach and maybe... Uh, I don't know. He he would have the he would have the power to manage <coughs> to manage this um, uh, famous players to combine into a strong team and to play in the ACL league. And then because Jiangsu they uh, start their training late than Shandong or Shanghai, so. They don't have enough time to uh, make the uh, combination or any um, maybe uh, strategy and uh, something about the players to to know each other well. And then I I think uh, they need time to to join together to to become a a whole a whole <laughs> how to say. It? And to, maybe to, to gel uh, and become a team. Yeah, yeah, they are strong uh, privately, but uh, in a team, yeah. We all know yeah, that yeah, even, yeah, even the best individually them. talented players, they need time to become a team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the factors need some factors to to um, uh, join the three uh, famous players together. Yeah, and let them to play together well. Because football is not a one player's team or one player's game. Right. Yeah, it's uh, most important for them. And also, because the, they are in Group E, and Group E has, uh, I think, the most strong team in Asia is Jemba. Uh, yeah? Chombuk? Yeah, yeah, Korean no, team. You, you think they're stronger than Guangzhou? Yeah, I'm very stronger than Guangzhou. Okay, that's really? interesting. That, that's interesting. <laughs> Last year, because Guangzhou uh, didn't meet them, so um, 
I think Guangzhou is lucky. Yeah, if uh, Guangzhou Evergrande meet the Chenbak, and maybe I, I don't know the result. Maybe Chenbak can can beat Guangzhou. Okay. I, yeah. I, I think last year there were two. There were two Guangzhou's, right? There was the the Guangzhou of Scolari, and there was the Guangzhou of Canavaro. Canavaro's Guangzhou and Scolari's Guangzhou is quite different, right? Oh yeah, of course, uh, because um, you know uh, Canavaro uh, in in another country and just back, yeah, yeah, maybe some days before. So do you think do you think Jiangsu will qualify into the last sixteen? Uh, maybe fifty percent. Okay, so so from this group, which, which two teams do you think will def will most likely to qualify? Presumably, Chongbuk. The Korean team and the Japanese team has the uh, has more chance than Jiangsu. Okay. Yeah, to qualify to the next stage. So moving on to the 30 minutes group. Bill, what can you tell us about uh, Bing Dong? Like, who's their key player? What kind of formation do they play? Like, can you give us a, you know, like a, a, a little bit more of a kind of lowdown on them? Like, what to yeah, expect? Sure, they play like a, in the B League, they're set up quite an attacking sort of 4 4 4 2, 4 4 4 3 3. They've got a player of the year up front, um, Ang Duk. Okay. He's their main guy up front. Uh, he's, a, he's a big. Vietnamese centre forward actually he's quite a good player and um, they've now just signed MC Amugu from Dong Nai who were relegated last year and he banged in 14 goals for the relegated team so he's a big lad he's got something about him I watched him in the in the Super Cup last week and he, he looked good he was holding the ball up and yeah. those two will link up very well and supported by them they got Lei Kong Bing probably the most famous Vietnamese player of modern times and uh, they'll score goals they will score goals and they've got um, the central midfielders. They've got Moses from Uganda. He's probably the best midfielder in the league. He's exceptional. And he's partnered with Tan Tai, who's played over 60-odd games for the national team. So they've got experience in there. Where they do fall short is their defence. Okay. They, they definitely put an emphasis on attack and scoring goals. <laughs> so, but their, their defence is where they fall short a bit. But they're pretty compact. They like to play, the, play, the, play it on the floor and then sort of build up using the pace down the wings they've got. Um, I expect them to score a few goals. They might, they might, they got four points last year. They might, they might do the same again this year. I'm not sure. I mean, last year, as you said, they got they got four points, but they still finished bottom of the group, right? And they were they were clearly worse than the other teams. Is there expectation just to improve on last year without actually having any realistic hope of qualifying? Yeah, I think realistically they've just got to be looking at trying to improve on last year. So they got a couple of heavy defeats, sort of. Closing the gap a little bit, probably realistically. Yeah. They'll be out uh, at home. They'll be looking to cause a couple of surprises. It gets hot down there. The humidity, the stadium. Uh, hopefully, they'll get some decent crowds. So I expect them to maybe nick a win at home against one or two teams. I think six points would be a real improvement. Where do I think Ben Zung will finish? I think they'll probably finish bottom. To be okay. Honest. Okay. So you think they'll finish bottom? Finally, 
the last team in this group is FC Tokyo. They got in through the playoffs. Uh, Jamie, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown about what they're all about? They're looking, uh, they're looking pretty sharp so far this season. They, they've played a few pre-season games, which you know, were kind of 1-0, 2-0 victories. Um, and then they, they played against Chombury. Um, yeah. Chombury at home, who, you know, who last year... Uh, they got beat 3-2 by Kashi Wariso last year, but they, I recall watching some of that game and they seemed to make quite a, quite a game of it, but, but Tokyo came out and, uh, and beat them 9-0, yeah. uh, which was quite a you know, resounding victory, uh, which I found quite funny after the after the game, the, uh, the Chombri coach, uh, Jokapan Punpi, came out and said that you know, the, the weather was was, was quite cold, which maybe made it difficult for the, you know, for the players to adjust, uh, which I found quite interesting. Um, but I, the, 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 they've got a new coach this season, which I think is the biggest, the biggest thing for them. Um, they had uh, an Italian gentleman, in, I think it's Ficadente, uh, over the past couple of seasons, and uh, they, they've replaced him um, with with a uh, Joe Fuku, who was there in, in a couple of seasons, uh, 2008 to 2010. Um, they're looking okay this season, I. They, they were certainly worth their finish last year in the league. They, uh, it's the first time they've been in the ACL since 2012, and I, I, think, I think they'll make a good account of themselves this year. Okay. Uh, that group's difficult. You know, that, that group is, is pretty difficult to, to get out of. Um, I think, you know, Jiangsu, excuse me, Jiangsu, Su Ning now, they're a pretty difficult team to sort of. You know, to, to predict um, and, and John Buck obviously a John Buck so I, I could see Tokyo maybe struggling to get out of that group but you know they've, they've, you know, you remember uh, Cho Ho Kim who was at Songnam uh, yes uh, he's, he's signed for them uh, in the close season as well they've got their players you know, they've got guys in there who can, who can do a ton for them but I think they might struggle with this group really you know okay. who would you say is the star player I mean, like, who is the star player is there, is, there, is there one standout, or is it just more like a kind of team? Well, certainly under under Joe Fuku, um, I would expect to see more of a more of a sort of team. You know, you know where he's been for the for the you know for the past few seasons. We we Kofu and he took a season off uh, last year. Um, you know, he's a he's a sort of big. It places a lot of emphasis on teams pressuring mm. uh, the opposition. Okay. You know, sort of. Sort of chasing them, you know, chasing them down and sort of trying to, you know, sort of try to close them down in yeah. their own half, sort of thing. They've got their players, you know, they've, they've got the guys at the back, you know, the uh, Morishige and that sort of stuff, you know, and, and obviously Sandaz is going to be a main man as well, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they've, they've got Kawano in midfield, that sort of stuff. Um, up front, they've got Maeda, you know, he's a sort of, he's, a, he's an old pro, you know, he's yeah. been in the, the J League for, for many, many years and about the national team up until just a few years ago as well. Um, so, I have difficult the players, but I would, I would really anticipate seeing uh, FC Tokyo, you know, as I say, I think we've struggled with this group, but if they're going to get, get into anything, it's going to be as a sort of, as a team effort, you know, a lot okay. of testing for the front. Um, it's, it's his style to get players to work hard. I'd be surprised to see a few of his, his, his former um, players join him at FC Tokyo. Um, in terms of one-off talents, I would say maybe uh, Mizunuma in midfield is a good player. Okay. Um, but I would be really looking to see them as a sort of team. You know, if they're going to get out of that group, they're going to need to sort of you know work together pretty much to get okay. out of here. You know. Okay, and so they, if I had to pin you down, they, who do you think will qualify? They, who will be first and second? I mean, they, you don't have to tell me the positions, but who do you think will qualify? I think John Buck will, will walk that group. Okay. Um, Really, do I think I think John Booker would have done in the close season uh, gives them an edge over anybody else in that group. Um, I think Jiangsu Su will probably squeeze second, but okay. uh, I could see Tokyo definitely going to third again. For what I know about you know being Duong, it's not a great deal, but, but I could see definitely you know Tokyo 
pushing that, that third position and maybe pushing Jiangsu, you know, for, for, uh, you know, for, for second place. But I would expect John Buck to win that group. Okay. Right, moving on to Group F. Um, Hiroshima are the top seeds. Jamie, do you think they deserve that title? Um, it's it's kind of, I mean, San Fletcher, you know, for an aging squad, you know, they're, they're sort of... Um, They've been a bit of a dynasty for the past few years because you know they've, they've won the league a, a few times in the past three, four seasons, and and it feels like every time you know I start the season, I look at San Fletcher and, and I you know I sort of I kind of write them off a wee bit at the start of every year because when you look at the nucleus of their squad, it's kind of a wee bit older, you know. Um, mm. You've got guys there like like Mikic and Sato who are 36 and, and, and 33 who you know who, who are the nucleus of this team. Morisaki's 34, you know. Um, I just every year they sort of seem to impress me more and more because they just seem to, you know, to crack on and, 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 and you know they seem to they, they seem to surprise me every season pretty much. Um, they've got a, a, a few young players in that in that squad there. Um, you know, not Sudas, you know, uh, you know, 21 and you know, a terrific player, and, and they've also signed uh, Peter Osaka. Uh, it's gonna be Peter <laughs> Utaku in the summer, who's the brother of John Utaku. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who you know, played for, for Portsmouth and, and that sort of stuff um, but they've got that they've got a great coach there I believe in, in Hajime Moriyasu um, he's a he's, done, he's, he's a young coach and for a call earlier on in the season you guys were talking about maybe there was a, a lack of a young Korean coaches you know um, I would argue maybe the, the same thing in, the, in Japan but certainly Moriyasu is a standout you know to do what he's done with, with his squad uh, over the past few seasons has, has been amazing and like I say it's a thin squad you know it's not the biggest of squads and it's a sort of uh, it's an ageing squad uh, but he's done a great job with them and, and what they've done with Otaku there uh, excuse me Otaka there is, uh, is they've replaced Douglas you know a follow they had last year who was excellent has moved out of the, the Middle East it seems to be uh, quite common um so I, I think I think they, they you know they could be worth it. I've, I don't think they're going to get through this group, um, but I don't think that's because they couldn't. I think it's simply because they, they'll prioritise uh, the league, and, and that's perfectly understandable given you know given the sort of size of squad they've got, and as I say, the fact it's a slightly older squad, um, it's maybe quite understandable that you know they would they would be inclined to put the league first. So I don't reckon they will get out yet, but. You know, if 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 San Fletcher to, to sort of you know, to make a real a real, a real play for the, the the ACL, they certainly would be there or thereabouts. They're, they're an excellent excellent squad, and I'm, I'm always quite impressed with them um, season after season. You know, uh, Paul, as the as the big FC Soul fan, you know, as the head of the Diablos and so on, uh, FC Soul last year had a pretty horrendous group. You know, some called it the group of death, like WS, you know, like Western Sydney Wanderers. Evergrande and um, Kashima. Kashima. Uh, they got out last year with that amazing last-second goal uh, that Molina scored. Yep. Um, they've strengthened this year. They've, they've, they've definitely brought in a few players. Uh, have, you know, not just over the last transfer window, but the one before. What do you think? Like, do you fancy the chance? that as well, actually, because Pak Jong didn't play in the, any of the group stages. Yep. Although I don't think he'll play much this part because he's still... Still got a dodgy knee, hasn't he? So I think he's going to be on the bench for the next month or so at least. Okay, so Park included or excluded? What do you think of their chances? Uh, obviously, I'm quietly optimistic. As you said, we've got Dayan back. He's got uh, he's got pedigree in the Champions League. Obviously, he's two years older, but um, class is permanent, right? Form well, is temporary. Class is permanent. He did score two goals last year against Suwon yeah. in in the same tournament. So um, they've also. 
still got Osmar, which I didn't think they would do. Um, he's presumably looking forward to going back to Buriram. Uh, their defence has been weakened a bit because they've let a couple of guys go. They lost a guy to the army. Uh, obviously, Chaudhary retired, but they have made attempts to sign a couple of players. So I'm quietly optimistic, but you know, Solar renowned for being horrendously slow starters. So I do think they've got a good chance of finishing first. I also wouldn't be surprised if they finish third, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think on those, you know, on the kind of strengthening of the team, I mean, they, they've added, since they crashed out to Gambo Saka, which was a pretty demoralising uh, defeat, they've added uh, Takahage in the middle, uh, Adriano up front. Yep. Um, obviously, they're going to be without Cha, the Cha's experience. I know you never rated Cha in any way whatsoever, but he was an experienced player, but they're going to be without him. Um, Kim Young Day, big loss? No, no big loss? Didn't really play that much last year, did he? So yeah, okay, so it's not a big loss. Presumably, the the guy they the goalie they signed from Incheon has been installed as the number one. So obviously, he must be rated quite highly. Well, I think uh, you you obviously correct me here if I'm uh, if I'm wrong. I think he's been uh, I think he's been installed as their vice captain, I believe. Yeah, indeed he has. Yeah, with Osmar as the captain, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again for me, Seoul probably should get out the group. They probably should win it. I think to be honest. Uh, again, a lot of hinges probably on that first game against Buriram. I think looking at Shandong, uh, from uh, in my surely, opinion, surely the game away in Buriram is the game they're most likely to lose. It is. And that's why I think if they can win that group, then if they win that game, then they'll definitely get the group, no but, doubt. But even if they lose it, it won't be disastrous, will it? Probably. It wasn't for Songnam last year, so I would have to say. I, I do not. remember having a word or two. Making fun of you a little bit after they lost to the Songnam away. You did. I'm sure when we get when we bring Lyle on, we'll, we'll ask him how he how he feels about that. Yeah. I'm sure if the same happens to Seoul this year, you'll, you'll be much more magnanimous and uh, you won't you will turn the other cheek, won't you? Well, that's a surprise. You're optimistic that Seoul qualify. Okay. So who do you think will join them then? Well, Hiroshima are the obvious choice, but after hearing from Jamie, I'm not certain they'll do it. Uh, maybe Buriram have got a good chance. Well, I guess let's ask Lyle and see what he thinks. Lyle, where do you think they're going to end up in the group? Like, where do you actually see them finishing? Like, what kind of style of play do they have? And they, who is their star player? Well, I mean, crossing over two borders here, aren't we? We're looking at expectations. We're also looking at, at, at signings that they've made. Yeah. Looking at the domestic season first for them. I mean, last season they were outstanding. Winning uh, 25, drawing 9 and losing nil. And to finish 13 points ahead of Mung Tong, I mean, it was just outstanding for them. But to then go on and win the Thai League Cup, Thai FA Cup, the King's Cup, which is basically the Charity Shield, and then the Mekong Club Cup, which is all the domestic winners between Thailand, Myanmar, Cambodia and Vietnam. Yeah. Well, um, they had a point to prove. And I think the point was that they are the, the most outstanding team now in the Thai Premier League, without a doubt. Um, and sadly... One could say they were robbed in the uh, in the Champions League uh, last season. Of course, the, the, you know the thrash Guangzhou in the last game of the season, five nil. Yeah. It's all going to plan. Um, but of course, you know they uh, they could have buried uh, Gamba Osaka at home, but they didn't take the chances and lost out to a late win and lost two one. Yeah. And then of course you lads will remember the uh, Song Songnam game uh, with that disgraceful penalty. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would say it was a disgraceful penalty. Uh, Wait, I think it was. It was a net mark. It was never a penalty. I mean, <laughs> the ball didn't even touch his hand. It came off the bottom of his boot. 
I mean, at the end of the day, they. Yeah, I, think, no, I, think, I think they thought they were, you know, they all finished, you know, Gambra Saga, Song Nam and, and Buriram, they all finished on 10 points. Yeah. To lose out the way they did. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think it was, a, you know, it was up a little bit unfair. I mean, I think, I mean, it was pretty unfortunate. I was actually over in Osaka uh, at the, at the Song Nam Gamba game, and Song Nam should have had that wrapped up they, by 60 minutes. I mean, they, they were by far the better team against Gamba. They, they were, you know, they, they were doing well. Uh, and how they lost to one, I have, I have no idea. Um, and had they held even to just a draw, then yeah, they'd have been, they, you know, you guys would have been through. But yeah, it was. Uh, I think that, Mark, I think they take a lot of positives, you know, from the domestic season they had last season and, and the signings that they've had. But certainly, you know, they've gone from a team that's, you know, winning winning the Thai Premier League here. But you know, they've always done reasonably well. You know, back in 2013, mm. where got to the knockout stages. And now they've got these two lads up front who are scoring goals for fun. You've got your Diogo, who was excellent, the Argos. Yes. With 33, 33 goals from 32 starts. And then um, Gilberto McKenna, 21 goals from 30 starts, and he's the perfect foil for him. And I, and I think if they can keep them two lads fit, they're going to cause all the defences some problems. Okay. So, so basically what you're saying is that the last couple of years, Burama becoming more and more competitive in the ACL... And you think they've got a good chance of getting somewhere this year? Yeah, na- I mean, Navin, the owner's come out and he said he wants to see them in the next two years finishing the top four. And that's a bold statement for Buriram. But, you know, they've, they've got the, the, the house in order here in terms of marketing and, and the signings they've got. And we'll come to that later, I suppose. But, you know, yeah, I think they've got a, they've got a good chance. Speaking to the, you know, your average Thai supporter that follows Buriram, they can honestly see them finishing the top two. Okay. Uh, and at the end of the day, they got a, I got a draw in, in, in last year. They would have finished top with 11 points. Uh, sadly, they didn't. But you know, as long as they can keep the um, the two Brazilian lads up front, Diogo and, and Makena, fit, um, then I I don't see many teams getting a win or even getting a draw at um, Thunder Castle. Okay. It's the away games that they're issue. And, and, and again, it comes back to the point I made earlier that the crowd get behind them, and um, you know they act as a as a as a thirteenth man. Okay. But I think the in terms of signings, it's this lad uh, Andre Moritz, who's the one that seems to be ticking all the boxes at the moment. Has he pointed uh, anyone yet? I think, I think he was play, he was playing for um, the Steelers. I think he was last season. Well, playing. For 30 seconds, then headbutted someone. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, he's a bit mental. He's a bit crazy. Well, it, well, he's had. I mean, he's had a he's had a very good start. To, yeah. to his career here. I mean, let's not forget the lads. Obviously, the lad can play because when he was on Palace's books for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why. I mean, everyone was kind of like almost wetting themselves like, when uh, Pohang signed him. I mean, after having, you know, the, I think it was two years of you know only Koreans in their team. You know, he was their first foreign signing. And yeah, I mean, everyone was looking forward to it, and he was, yeah, he was howling, he was really bad. Um, they, you mentioned there about, about Thunder Castle and about not many teams, you know, they, they kind of getting a result. They obviously, I mean, I'm a big Songnam fan, and, and, and last year, like, Songnam lost, uh, like, in the first, in the opening round game in, uh, in, in Thailand. And the reaction in Korea was kind of pretty ridiculous about how, you know, Songnam had embarrassed Korea. Uh, you know, like, how can you lose over there? Blah blah blah. It's terrible. Do you think 
I mean, obviously this year Seoul are going there first. They're there next week. What do you think are Seoul's chances of, of, of getting anything from that match, or do you think they'll be on the kind of the same end as a as a as a result to the Songnam game? To answer the question, they're all excited about the game, mm -hmm. and that's because of Osmar coming back. Okay. Because he performed exceptionally well in 2013. So there's a lot of excitement that he's coming back. But again, you know, there's a potential there for a lot of goals as well. I mean, haven't FC Seoul just signed Dejan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a bit—he's getting on. He's 34, but my God, he can knock the—he he can knock the goals in as well. But I, I, you know, there's a sense of enthusiasm for the team and. And they do believe that they'll, they'll get the result. And I think if they do, it's the, the ideal platform for Buriram to then go on to the, to the next game and, and show what, the, what they're worth. But it, mm. it comes back to having these two Brazilian lads up front, particularly Diogo, fit. And of course, he didn't, um, he didn't play at the weekend. They had a game um, at the weekend against um, Alberic's Nagata. And if I was to say, well... Do I think they'll then go on beat? Um, you know, Hiroshima finished top of their top top of the league, and um, the Japanese team that played on Saturday finished fourth from bottom, six points clear of the drop zone. Uh, and I have to say, they played Buriram off the park, but still lost two one. Yeah. I mean, but the the, the key player, uh, and it's not one of the new signings, is the uh, is the Korean lad, Sol Ki. The uh, Korean midfielder, who's had an exceptional season uh, last season with eight goals. Um, he's had a couple of niggling injuries, and he actually went off against uh, Nagata on Saturday after he scored two two cracking goals. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, against the run of play, he scored a death header at the near post and an absolute bullet for the second. Um, as I say, he went off injured, but his partnership. Uh, with Moritz at the moment, looks as if it's going to be a handy partnership. At the back, I don't have a problem with, with what Buriram can do, but as I say, they were playing a team that finished uh, fourth okay. from bottom in the um, Japanese league. Okay. Um, and they were, and, and most of the press have been saying as well, were played off the part. I watched the game, uh, and they were much better. They, there was slicker passing, and, and, and Buriram really didn't know what to do. So I, I, I suspect... And if um, FC Seoul can get the passing game together on uh, next Tuesday... They have a passing game? Then, yeah. Well, they used, to go, they used to have a passing game that looked like a crab when I was watching them. <laughs> I think that was uh, just but, you know, if, cheese if face. Going, then they've, got, they've got every chance, but I, I, I do think that Diogo, for me, is, is, is the player to watch yeah. in, this, in this group. Okay. Um, obviously, like, we were talking there you know, about, about last year when Buriram played Songnam and they played Gamba. So it looks as if the way that the ACL format their their seedings or their or their rankings, you know, it's like pretty much the Thai champions get the Korean FA Cup winners and the Japanese champions, you know, and then whoever comes up through the, the uh, playoff, which would have been Adelaide I guess, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, because like, uh, like, last year they've been CCM. Like, do you think that's a fair system that pretty much like, you know, the Thai champions are going to get the Japanese champions and the Korean FA Cup winners? Or do you think it should be done more like a kind of more random thing, uh, I, like a more random yeah, system? Yeah, I, 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 th I, I think you're right. I think it should be done randomly. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's quite clear, as you've just mentioned, who we're going to end up playing if, 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 if Buriram or Mung 
Tong finished top of the top of the TPL. Um, but yeah, I see no reason why it can't be done at random. Um, you know, and it, the ACL is 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 followed. I would say a lot better than it is followed in 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 Korea. Yeah. Uh, and why not give a, a, a team from Thailand the chance of progressing and getting into the, the, the top eight and then the top four? As which is what Navin's trying to achieve at Buriram anyway. So yeah. you know, I'm all for it. But yeah, again, I would agree with you. I would agree. I think the, it's um, the 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 ACF are prepared to do it. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree there, Leo. I think that the way that it's, like, it's all kind of grouped is pretty ridiculous. But I can't think of any other way they're going to do it, though, Mark. That's that's that, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. it's done as a you know as a as a as a proper draw with ping on ping pong balls, which would be ideal for the ties, I suppose. So, Jamie, um, obviously, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question that, as I just asked Leo there. Uh, do you think that you know, in terms of you know having the idea? that the, the groups are already kind of made up based on your position in your own domestic league, for example, Thai champions v Japanese champions v Korean FA Cup. Uh, do you agree with me and Lyle that that's a, it should be a different system or do you think that's an effective system? Uh, I, I definitely think it should be a different system. Um, one of the best days of the year in these sort of you know, increasingly rare seasons that Celtic make the, the Champions League um, is, is that sort of day at the end of August or, or the early September where you're sort of scrambling around trying to find out who we've got in the group stages. Um, you know, you know who's the top seeds, you know who's the, the second, third and fourth seeds and you're sort of trying to piece the group together. Spend days before it trying to speculate as to who you could get, you know, what away games you would want to go to. You know, do you fancy another trip to, to Barcelona or would you rather try and get Madrid for, for the first time, you know? Um, that's good fun, you know, mixing it up like that's it's interesting uh, and it keeps things fresh. Um, I don't like the idea that, you know, the team that finishes top of this league plays against the team that finishes second or third in that one or cup winners. I, I would like to see, you know, I would like to see different teams face off against different, you know, different opposition every year. And I certainly think that keeping it random and, and, and you know, having a draft style, a, a draw style as, as we've got in, in Europe would, would definitely be beneficial. I think it would be much more interesting in the long run. Uh, I generally agree with you, but I guess we're somewhat limited by splitting our teams into east and west and still trying to maintain country separation and seedings and all that jazz. Uh, anyway, the final team in Group F is Shandong Lunung. Let's hear about them. They qualify via the playoffs, so presumably they're the weakest team in, of the four Chinese teams? <laughs> but I don't think so. <laughs> you, you don't think so? Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they're the weakest. I, I mean, clearly, from, from an outsider's point of view... We've oh. seen Guangzhou have signed very famous players. Obviously, mm. Jiangsu have signed Tezera, very famous players. Mm. Um, Shanghai have a, a very strong foreign coach in Spenior and Ericsson, and they've got various very famous players. But Shandong doesn't seem to have any very, uh, very, 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 like, Galactico but, players. But Shandong has many Brazilian elements, I think. Mm. Okay. Yeah, they, they are... Um, the whole team is good. And they hire a very famous coach, and it has um, a complete, yeah, completely and strategy and for the Brazilian players. And so they, uh, the, all the maybe all the the the, the uh, foreign players is from Brazil, and they hire a Brazilian coach is very suitable for mm -hmm. this. Team, so and they can 
have uh, better cooperations than okay. the other team. Yeah, yeah, because they don't they don't change many players this year. Okay, I think it's um step stable team. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's Group F covered. Let's move on to Group G. Group G is kind of like probably as close as you're going to get to a group of death, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they, what what can you tell us about about Melbourne? Like, what do you think? I mean, first of all, like, what do you think are their chances? And they also, like, who would you say would be their star player? And like, what kind of formation style do they play? Um, obviously, like the Melbourne victory has like all these slim chance to get um, through the to the knockout stage. Because um, Gambo Saka and Suwon Shanghai, all of them is pretty um, distant teams, and like except the Shanghai is like PG, the other two teams like uh, been uh, been to this competition many years, mm. so um, they've been kind of veteran of um, this competition as well. But um, for the Melbourne victory, they've been um, very good at in domestic league to the the make it the game stable, and also they keep their um, holding back their. Um, Breath and they keep it for a while, and then like to make kind of counter attacks and then score some goals mm-hmm. out of it. So um, I think that star going to benefit them in terms of the group G because they need to sit back mm-hmm. and try their best luck um, to just make a counter attack to score some goals. And um, their starman, um, the Berabirisha, is the one of um, the men who can enable that would be happen. The miracle would be happen because. Um, He's the one of the top scorer in years and years in uh, A League itself, and also very um, technical guy. And he's uh, doing well, except I mean, like sometimes he do well in uh, diving. But anyways, except apart from that, um, he's a um, good guy and has um, is, is smells the goal a lot. I mean, like uh, he he immediately make an impact on the when he got onto the game, and mm-hmm. most of the another victory. Um, the uh, attacking players, the same as him, like uh, spread out to the lines, sidelines, and uh, running into some uh, empty spaces behind the, the fullbacks. So um, that's where the Melbourne victory could find some uh, the strong point out of um, against their opponents in the Group G. And um, yeah, I mean, like the, um, to be fair, Melbourne victory was the champions of um, the A League last year. I mean, like last season. Mm-hmm. And um, if any Australian teams to make a progress, I think it will be them. Okay. And, um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, based on the way that the seeding system works for the ACL, uh, Melbourne yes. are the top seeds in Group G. Yep. Um, do you think they'll top the group? Um, for me, I think Gambao Saka will top the group. And um, the second, if victory like to show their best forms, like a last season for forms of last season, they will, they, they have some fair chances to get some uh, the second position. But I think um, there's been they have been shaken over the middle of this season, so um, it might be a hard 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 task to them to achieve. Yeah, so they won't be uh, the best. Will be third or yeah, I think so. So if you think they'll finish third, who's going to finish second? Um, it's um, Suwon, I think. What? You can't say that. <laughs> where's where's oh, your pride? A, you've, you've, been in, you've been in Australia too long. I mentioned the Melbourne victory as, as the, all the Australian teams to win it, you know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> yeah. to 
the procedure there, knock on stage. It's more like, um, I, I just say for to my head, not to my heart. <laughs> I know, Tom, I know, I'm joking, but I'm joking. I, I take it you're going to be there, like, barracking against the Suwon guys? Definitely, I'm going to wear my song, Nam Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you did that a couple of years ago, right? You went, you went to see... Uh, Suwon, was CCM? it CCM? And you were the only guy there singing anti Suwon songs? No, um, there was another one, man like who just been to the, new, uh, the University of Newcastle. Okay. He joined me, the Sungnam fans, so two of us. The, we booed this Hongcho. Hongcho, yeah. Actually, yeah. that's quite interesting, Tom. Like, I was at the um, last the last um, Songnam Suwon game last year. Uh, yeah. to, I mean, it's not related to the podcast but anyway and at the end of the game Hong Chow came all the way down to the temporary stand to where the uh, Songnam Ultras were and bowed and clapped him does yeah, that mean everything like, is like all forgiven? Like 2013 like it's just me and my friends like just make some boost to mm. him like all half time because like the, the first half he was the, the other side of the stadium we couldn't so yeah. um, at a time we just come in front of us we yeah. just boo him so <laughs> loud and um, at some point he noticed us and then he make a bow to us, you know what I okay. mean? Like, he's not really, like, um, just skeptic to us. Like, he's more like, oh, you know, like, I don't just, you know, just take me. Like, I don't I don't really hate you guys. Okay. So, um, I heard, like, even the Hong Chol made his, um, the pay to the Songnam game to, um, when he has no Suwon games, he comes to the Songnam's main stand to okay. watch the Songnam games. Yeah. Okay. That's Melbourne wrapped up. Let's move on and talk about the other teams in this group. So, Jimmy, uh... Obviously, Gamba had a good run last year. Uh, they, they did well in the, both the ACL, uh, getting to what, like the semi-final, uh, and they did well in the J League. I think you know they finished kind of, I guess, as the strongest. Uh, they sorry, they're the second strongest Japanese team. They they must fancy their chances of, of getting out of this group. Definitely, uh, I think this season uh, more than than any in, in recent years, Gamba are. Uh, are prepared for, for the, the ACL. Um, they've strengthened their squad well uh, over the course of the close season. Um, I'm a wee bit salty at the moment about Gamba because they, they've stolen a couple of players from, from, from Yokohama F. Marinos. They've signed a couple of guys, one, uh, Jungo Fujimoto, who, you know, who played for a couple of seasons, wasn't it? Wasn't the best player, but, but as an experienced head, you know, when he signed for uh, Yokohama, he took Nakamura's number 25 number uh, when, when Nakamura moved to 10 because he was sort of seen as a similar player, I guess, you know, yeah. as a sort of natural progressor, slightly younger, left-footed, you know, quite good on the ball. Um, and they also signed a, a young guy called uh, Adam Nielsen, um, who was a, a Brazilian lad that signed for, for uh, Yokohama last season. Um, but they've, they've improved their squad uh, over the course of the, of the close season, and they have uh, they've held on to you know some of the players as well, which I think's you know uh, quite important, especially in the case of Sammy, uh, who had a fantastic season last year, and, yeah. and Patrick, who for the past couple of years has been has been amazing for uh, for Gamba. Um, I like them. Um, I think they're a, they're a good side. Uh, they've got a good coach there in Hasegawa, and, and I think um, they more than any other team uh, in the J League. This year are going to be prepared to, you know, make an assault on both fronts. I think they could, um, they could have a go. At certainly getting to the group stages in the Champions League, and I think think they will. Um, but they could certainly, you know, they could certainly. And, and I think they'll also be left a bit between their teeth as well um, after you know losing the the league the way they did last season. You know, you know, they two last uh, they two goals in the last ten minutes against San Fredchi away. Uh, I think I think they could be a real force this year and. 
you know, my overall favourites for the tournament are, are Guangzhou um, and then John Buck, but I think Gambell will be there or thereabouts towards the end of the season. Um, so long as I say they, you know, they, they do put some emphasis on the, um, you know, on the ACL, uh, which mm-hmm. I fully expect them to do, then I, I think they'll be they'll be a, a difficult team for anybody to face. Um, this uh, this season, and I also think that their group's pretty difficult. You know, this between them, um, you know, Shanghai. I think make my first appearance, and you know, Melbourne and, and Suwon. I think that'll be quite a competitive group. Uh, but I would expect Gamba to to triumph there, uh, and I think they'll they'll do pretty well in the uh, in the Asian Champions League this season for sure. Okay. I mean, like I know that we've discussed this in the past. Um, I mean, I was at the the Gamba. I, I, well, I was actually at both Gamba games against Songnam last year. Um, and I mean, against Songnam and, and Tanchon, they were completely out, outplayed, uh, and they, they were really poor actually. So I actually thought Gamba were a pretty poor team. Uh, I know that you said that that was kind of like a shadow squad that they had sent over to Songnam. Do you think they'll repeat that mistake against Suwon next week, or do you think they'll be at full strength against Suwon? Um, I would expect them to be. Uh, I would expect them to be pretty strong uh, against Suwon. I. Um, They've got, you know, they, they, they had a friendly uh, last week there against Nagoya. They, they beat Nagoya, you know, three one at home, mm-hmm. um, and they've also got the Super Cup uh, this weekend against San Frecce. Um, if I recall, last year Urawa played in the Super Cup. Um, I think it was against Gamba, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, just before they went to Adelaide and, and sort of. You know, I think that was a bit. Yeah, sort of, I think that sort of set the president for for Urawa's campaign and how yeah. it sort of went on. But I wouldn't expect that that from uh, that from Gamba. Um, I think they'll they'll make a good account of themselves against Suwon. I think they'll you know they'll, they'll want to come out there and um, and sort of get off to a good start in the uh, in the group stages. Um, okay. And I would certainly fancy them certainly for a point um, away away to Suwon. They come back to a couple of home games um, after that. Uh, you know they've got victory there. I think it's the following weekend after that, and, and they've got a new stadium. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the new stadium. Uh, you know, with that with that victory against Nagoya, and it's terrific. It looks like a fantastic weekend. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to to sort of getting over to it at some point in the future. Um, but I, I I would expect them to to go there uh, all guns blazing, and, and uh, I think they could be a good bet against two one. You know, if not for a point, then then, then maybe even to sort of stretch to, to, to three points. Um, but that'll, that'll be a good game to watch. You know, it's an interesting interesting opener for both teams, and I yeah. certainly would like to see what Suwo are as well. You know, I'm actually going to go to that game. I'm going to go down. I guess uh, my next question is: Should I go on the home end or the away end? But you know my feeling about Suwo, and so. <laughs> well, I think is it, I should mention it, but say one that flew the old Iron Cross. Uh, yes, yes. A couple of seasons, I I don't think you'll get that in the Gamba end, mate. Um, uh, Gamba fans, in my experience, are, are, are pretty good fun. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe you again, you would have seen them last season, but uh, maybe maybe it would be worth your while to jump into the, the Gamba end. <laughs> Certainly. I could see them picking up three points, uh, and, it, and it might be uh, maybe a party if, if they certainly if they do that. So maybe maybe it would be the best place to be actually. Okay, so night and so on. Okay, so you kind of definitely think that by Gamba are kind of favourites to get the group. Like who else do you think will join them? It's hard to say, isn't it? Um, I mean, I saw the open victory a couple of years ago. Uh, I didn't see them in person, but you know, I watched them play uh, a few times against uh, Marinos, and they actually finished third in their group, uh, in a group that I think contained John Buck, Guangzhou, and Marinos. Mm. Um, obviously, they'll be a slightly different team, and I've not seen much of them, you know, since then. But they, they looked like a handy outfit, and, and they just missed out. Um, 
on second place, I think, to John Buck actually. So they, you know, again they're another team. I think will be they'll be gunning to you know make a good account of themselves this season uh, in the ACL. So I've tipped um, I've tipped Shanghai to go through in uh, second again. You know. It's, it's hard to say with, a chain, you know, with a lot of the Chinese squads. I've, I've not seen a, a great deal of them, but certainly in terms of quality up top, at least they, they've, they've got, you know, they've got enough enough quality there to, to sort of to be anybody. Um, but it just depends on you know on, on how they go. I've tipped Shanghai to follow Gamba through for that group, but I wouldn't be surprised to see victory. You know, maybe maybe even Su Won, you know, make a push for that second spot. Uh, the third seed in this group was Su Won. Uh, they finished second in the K League, but they don't really seem to have strengthened this close season. Uh, surely they're going to struggle here, aren't they? Uh, you'd have to think so, yeah. I mean, last year when they were going through the, the group stages, they had uh, Chon Tse was still with them. He obviously went after the group stages finished. Uh, he was a top goal scorer when he left. They haven't replaced him at all with anyone. The Cayo experiment was a disaster. Uh, the Luis, the guy that I thought was going to be brilliant from uh, Sion, was a disaster. This year they've said to like, today they've released uh, Ilian because yep. he was permanently injured. Apparently he was permanently injured. Uh, they've also brought in the one and only Higar, uh, who has never scored a professional goal. <laughs> um, so if you're asking me, do I think Suwon will struggle uh, in a group of Gamba, uh, Shanghai, and Melbourne? I would be surprised if Subban even, even, yeah, I don't think Subban will finish anything other than fourth. It was in the news that, I mean, obviously, Edu was released by his club in China, and there were rumours he's going to come straight back to Korea, and the question was, was it going to be Subban, was it going to be Chombuk? And obviously, Chombuk have got all their foreign slots filled up at the moment, so the, the word on the street was, oh, he's going to come back to Subban. Uh, it, it was confirmed today that he's actually not going to come back to mm. Subban. Do you think he would have made a difference? If, if he'd have actually signed for Subban, do you think you'd have been more confident about Predicting them to go forward? Definitely. I think had, had Suwon assigned Edu, I'd have been almost predicting Suwon to be challenging for the title, to be honest. That's how good Edu was at the beginning of last season. And you're talking about the same time just one year later. Uh, I mean, he almost finished the season top goal scorer if it hadn't been for the rookies' heroics in the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. um, so I think definitely had they signed Edu, I would have been really surprised if they hadn't challenged uh, a bit more in, in this group. Just looking at them, I think I think they finished the end of last season on free fall. Um, they were how I mean, they probably should never have finished second in the K League. They're not they weren't the second best team in the K League. They do have Quan Chang Hoon and Yom Ki Hoon to, who are the kind of star players that they meant to watch. But I just think the other teams have got too much of them, particularly Gamba who, for me, were going to romp that group. So you think Gamba are going to finish top? I do, indeed. Shanghai to finish second? Yeah, I don't... I, I think, looking at... Having been to the Brisbane Roar game last year, at Suwon, I think that may be the only game that actually Suwon win, is the one against Melbourne. Um, they, they beat Uraba Reds, uh, kind of, in the end, pretty luckily. Uh, in the opening game, but there's no way they're going to beat Gamba in the but opening the game. Year, the year before, was it the year before? Uh, well, the year before that, they weren't even in the Champions League, but two years before that, they got absolutely thrashed, six something at home. Um, so for me, Gamba will be far too strong for them, and they're going to start off the campaign with a defeat. Uh, I'll be at that game. I haven't made up my mind yet if I'll be in the Gamba end or the Suwon end. So if you're gonna, if I'm gonna put you on the spot, is it gonna be Gamba plus? It's gonna be Gamba plus Shanghai. Gamba plus Shanghai. 
Okay. Yep. So that's two votes for Shanghai to get through. Uh, let's see what our China expert thinks. Uh, Spain Shanghai finished second in the CSL, but this is the, the first time they've qualified for the ACL. Do you think they can win? Do you think they can have an impact in the group? Yeah, I hope they can give some surprise to the Chinese fans. And, uh, but they must... Um, Overcome the Gamba Osaka, yes. yeah, the uh, strong team in Japan, and yeah. then uh, Samsung maybe. Yes, yeah, Super Samsung, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Blue wings. What? Blue wings. Yeah, blue wings, and the blue wings has um, some uh, good players in in their team. So I think uh, Shanghai has um, difficult match, has some difficult matches to to do with. But uh, they have uh, Konka or Elkison, these experienced players in ACL League. And Konka is the best um, ACL player in 2013. Yeah, and Elkison, their coach, is a very experienced and famous coach and know know about the Chinese So you think they'll lose to Gamba, so it's a matter of beating Suwon to get through to the next round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think that think basically the best from, 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 yeah. from that group, which some people are calling a group of death, you think that it's going to be Suwon, and, uh, you think it's going to be Gamba and either Shanghai or Suwon? Yeah, I, I think Gamba, Osaka and Shanghai okay. has the chance to, to qualify. Okay. Yeah. If we talk about Group H... Obviously, Guangzhou must be the favourites in that group. Um, a lot of people would say they're the favourites for the whole tournament because they they won it last year. They got to the they got to the uh, quarterfinals the year before. They won it two years ago, uh, three years ago, and they mm. they're a very strong team. Mm, I think so because um, they they get used to this league and it's a quite different match from the CSL and. Evergreen has his uh, own rhythm in this ACL games and they know how to overcome the others. Uh, they know how to perform <coughs> perform themselves um, in the away games better. Um, because I, I think in the ACL games, um, the most important matches is in the away games. Okay. Yeah, if they can do well in the away games and they can get uh, the better position in the group, yeah. So you think Guangzhou will definitely qualify from Group H? Yeah, they uh, can. And they will get the first position, I think. You think they'll win the whole tournament? Um, uh, I think I can't say that because um, this year they, they lost Elkerson and Martinez, I, I don't know if his performance will be as good as in in Porto, yeah, the Portuguese league. So uh, just um, see his performance. 
after maybe three or four months, then we can say uh, the Guangzhou Rap Grand uh, can win the ACL champion or not. Yeah. Sophia, um, who who else do you think will qualify? So Guangzhou will qualify. Who do you think will be second? Um, in Group H. Yes. Uh, Japanese team. Yuraba. Ah, Yuraba. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Yuraba is um in 2013, I think they they have met Guangzhou Evergreen in the group stage before. Okay. Yeah. And they they beat Guangzhou Evergreen in their home game. Okay. So what do you think about Pohang? No chance. Uh, <laughs> well, because they don't have any Korean national team players, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, uh, but 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 they have the U twenty one players. Yes, they do. Have, yeah, yeah, they have a few. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some some young players, very good young players. So, uh, I I think they they don't have that experience to. To, to fight with uh, Guangzhou or Yuraba, but they will have some chance to, to do that. Okay. Maybe uh, the second position, they can try to get the second position. Okay. If we come back to Tom for a minute, obviously last year Song Nam were a little bit unlucky to get knocked out by Guangzhou. Yeah. Um, they, they, they competed well with Guangzhou and they almost won. I think there was a bit of a dodgy ref okay. decision there. Completely yeah. dodgy. Do, do you think Sydney can get revenge for you this year? No, just the Songnam has been showing like um, they've been like a kind of a um, solid team at a time. So that's how they just the fight against the Guangzhou. Fair enough. But um, Sydney, as I just mentioned before, like they're not only Sydney and Victory as well, but like they've been the teams is not consistent at this moment, mm -hmm. and um, that will eventually uh, harm um, like the cost Sydney um, of like um, some points of like they being the second. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I read a count like the Guangzhou and Urawa like uh, will be top the group and the Sydney FC and Pohang will be fight below but like you know obviously the Pohang um, has um, some experiences in these competitions mm -hmm. so um, that will be the point they will, if they got third or second so uh, Sydney FC uh, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Sydney FC got uh, well, only two or three points out of it like I'll be happy with that Okay, who is the uh, Sydney FC star player? The, who's the who's the man to watch in the in the tournament? Um, at this moment, like I I, I better say, um, the former Jonam striker, the Matt Simon. Okay. Because, um, yeah, even now, like the Sydney got some attacking players, but like they couldn't make it any progress that much. I mean, in terms of like they can't really penetrate into the um, the opponents, like the fullbacks. But uh, Matt Simon knows how to just uh, being a being a tower. Up, up front and um, try to play the long balls when it comes to Sydney FC's like midfields doesn't work at all and also make kind of some disturbances to the um, opponent's fullbacks at the same time to make kind of some spaces behind of um, the the guys like the the change melt to come up. So um, I think it's fair enough to point out like the Matt Simon is the one to watch. Okay. Okay. So obviously um, Guangzhou. Probably 99% certain to qualify from this group. Yes. Uh, which team do you think is going to join them in the next round? Rawa. Easy peak. Because um, 
you see the kind of Group G and H. Um, you'll see Gumbo Saka played Guangzhou last year, and um, in um, was that semi final was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so. Um, I think they're gonna be top to group again. And Rawa has been really consistent in the league, and you know they're um, they're being like the fight equally against the Gamba in the league. So I feel like the Rawa gonna be the, the very um, good as much as Gamba is. Okay. And um, Shanghai is pretty good in Group G, but still they got a, a lack of experience. I don't know how it's gonna be affect them. I think like that's the point. Like, I'm gonna watch the Group G, and the Group H is. Um, Poang's got, you know, these days, like, the, the corporate, the POSCO, they're not really <laughs> brilliant at the time, but um, I'm just wondering, like, how they're going to play against the CNFC, because um, um, these days I just uh, collected the, the information, I mean, the statistics of the K-League team versus A-League team, yeah. and Poang still is, is the worst. Okay. They, they didn't win any single game against, like, the, I mean, like, in Australia, um, and um, the only um, relief they have ever got is like 2010 when, when they played the Newcastle Jets in the uh, last 16s. At the time, last 16s is only one uh, of um, the game, and they won 6 0 and um, using Che Hyojin as a top. And the Che Hyojin um, is, um, you know, current like the side back of um, FC, no, just uh, Chonnam, I think. And then he 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 recorded a hat trick at the time, so it was a pretty awkward game. Okay. But um, anything else was like the Pohang was pretty like surfed in Australia in a way. So I think like um, whether it will continue or not. So Jamie, after hearing from Sophia and Tom, do you agree with with what they said? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think Guangzhou are gonna are gonna top that group. Um, and I think, as I mentioned earlier on, that you're gonna see in the Rawa Reds team here who are. Um, who are going to make a, a good account of themselves this season. You know, they're, they're a proud club, they're Rawa, you know, they've got a, a huge fan base, they've got, um, you know, a lot of good players, good quality players playing for them, uh, and I would anticipate seeing a, a different Urawa Reds this season from, from last season, and, and for that reason I've tipped them, uh, to, you know, to go through in, in second place. Uh, so, yeah, I think... I think I think uh, they'll be okay. There's some questions still about you know about the coach uh, Petrovic. Uh, a lot of fans maybe you know are they really completely behind him? You know a lot of questions still <laughs> about him. But um, you know he's been back with the board certainly. It looks like in the summer. You know he's made a few signings as, as I mentioned. I've signed a uh, you know certainly a centre half. I believe he used to play for Betis, um, who's joined in the summer and you know he's, he seems quite enthusiastic to be there. Strengthened the squad somewhat. They've got. You know, a few young players there, you know, young, young guy Muto, not, not the one that was at Tokyo. Uh, Yuki Muto, who was at Arawa last season, scored a, you know, a hat full of goals, as, as far as mm-hmm. I remember, and, and looked excellent. And they've still got, you know, a strong a, a strong squad in place there, you know. Guys like Kuroki and, and Kashiwagi and that sort of stuff, uh, you know, who who are excellent players in the, in the G League. Um, I would certainly be looking to see Arawa make a, a better account of themselves this season. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think I think they'll be they'll be okay overall on that group. I can see them certainly finishing second behind Guangzhou. Okay. Do they still have that the the foreigner up front for them? I think I want to say he's the Eastern European, but I'm not really sure. Yes, indeed they do. Uh, they've got Zlatan up front, uh, the big Slovenian forward. Uh, I think he played against England last year, actually, which you, you might remember. Uh, yeah, Zlatan signed for uh, for them last season. I think it was a, a wee bit of a. Uh, an underwhelming first season for them, but you know 
he did score his, his highest number of goals since he, uh, you know, since he, since he joined the J League with, with Omi a few years ago. Um, I think he got nine goals last year. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he's, he's a he's a big strong forward. You know, he's he's a useful player for them to have, and they've got a few sort of handy players uh, who, who play in behind that uh, and behind that sort of a front man. Um, I would be looking, you know, for, for a season for, for, for Ishihara, you know, as I say, Daron, who, who, who signed from, from San Fetch a couple of years ago and, and picked up that bad injury last year. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty much, you know, no game time last year at all. Uh, I'm quite looking forward to seeing him play because he uh, he was an excellent forward for San Fetch for a few seasons, you know. Not no the, the biggest goal scorer, but, you know, a really useful guy you have up front. Um, I'll be looking for a big season for him, okay. uh, for sure. But they've got, you know, they've got a great squad in there, you know, they've got. A lot of players who, who would anticipate seeing a, a good season for this year, you know, uh, as, as I mentioned, guys like uh, Kashiwagi and that sort of stuff, Abe in there as well, um, Misaki. These, these guys, will, these guys will be good players for, for an hour this year, and I would certainly look to see them make a better account of themselves than, than they did uh, last season in the Asian Champions League. Okay, so like in terms of making a better account of themselves, how far do you think they can go in the tournament? I've certainly got them going at the group stage. Um, I've got them finishing second in the group stage. Uh, just you know my own sort of estimations, but um, it depends really. Like you know, I've never really thought about how, how the, you know having that sort of first stage and second stage in Japan could influence teams um, in the Asian Champions League. There's nothing really to stop, I guess, a team from completely foregoing the first stage, you know, and sort of and having a go at the group stages in the Asian Champions League, or you know, a sort of focusing solely on the Asian Champions League, and you know, sort of. Uh, you know, maybe maybe no having a, a go at the first stage and then trying to sort of catch up in the second stage, that sort of thing, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really know how far they could go in the long run, but certainly I would I would tip them to go to that group. Uh, I think I think purely in a from the perspective of you know the, the pride of their fans and that sort of stuff, I, I would expect them to to get out of there. Um, we, of course, Sydney finishing third and, and Pohang finishing bottom, but you know either one of those teams would be uh, interchangeable for me. But okay. I think uh, Urawa will do, you know. We'll get out of that group quite comfortably uh, this this season. Okay. Right, Mark. Um, poor, over the closed season, Poang have lost their manager. They've lost a couple of key players overseas and to other teams. Surely there's no way they can make, make a fist of getting out of this group, is there? No, there's no chance. Um, I think, to be honest, the players that they have lost uh, have been pretty influential. Um, you know, the, the guy... Um, Kim Sung-dae. Yep, Kim Sung Day, uh, and they also lost Kim uh, Kuma Yao to um, Jumbuk as well. Two guys to Seoul. Two guys to Seoul, and Tiago to Songnam. <laughs> <laughs> and that's clutching at straws. But. <laughs> it is clutching at straws, but but I think looking at it, I just think that they've lost too much, and they haven't really replaced. If they're looking well, at the why young, why would they replace when they've got laser? Well, yeah, and I mean they they got through against Hanoi TNT pretty comfortably even though the scoreline wasn't that great they didn't really they weren't really threatened that at all in the game or threatened much anyway but I just think looking at the people in the group you know like Evergrande are, are obviously going to be most people's tips for the the trophy the tournament right Never um, the group. Like, Sydney don't travel well okay, fine. I mean Australian teams don't travel well but um our Korean teams don't particularly travel that great to Australia either. Just cancel, it, just cancel each other so out. So just cancel each other out, yeah. And I think that the big one is Urawa. Uh, Urawa were disappointing last year um, when they played Suwon both home and away. But this is a different Urawa team. They did really well in the, in the, in the J-League. 
Uh, I don't know much about their players, but I would have to say that for me, I just I just don't think Pohang have got a chance. Can they finish bottom then? Um, I think they finish bottom, yeah, because I don't. Cause I think Evergrande don't travel well either, particularly to to Australia. I think last year Evergrande drew. I think through Western Sydney Wanderers, maybe even lost. True, I think. So they were poor in, in Seoul. But again, really I think we've, we've, I think probably Sophia meant what we discussed with Sophia. The Guangzhou that played in the group stages last year was under Cannavaro, and, and Scolari's team's a completely different kettle of fish. So, yeah, I, I think they're going to be too strong for most teams. Uh, I think it'll be between Urawa and Sydney as to who's going to take second spot. And I think Pohang bottom. If I put you on the spot, is it going to be Urawa or is it going to be Sydney? I'm going to agree with, with the other three guys and say it's going to be uh, Urawa second, Pohang last. There we go. That's, I think got pretty good to get a consensus there. It's not much that all these Asian countries can agree on, is it? But Not much, but they can agree on that Pohang are poo. Pohang. Pohang. Right, after a good couple of hours of chatting, I think we've got through all four groups in detail. Uh, the only thing that's left is to pick a winner overall. Uh, Mark, do you want to go first? Who's, who's your prediction for the whole tournament? Yeah, my prediction for the whole tournament is it's going to be... I think Gamba will go one step further. They'll beat Evergrande and they'll get to the final and they'll beat the Western, the West Asian team in the final. So my money is on Gamba. OK, uh, for my point, I'm, going to go, I'm still going to go for Guangzhou, though. Guangzhou? Or Seoul. Or Seoul. Well... I thought, you, I thought you would say so, so I just want to bring up one actual fact, because I know how much that you love facts, yep. you know, like every time John Book win the league, the next year Seoul win it, that didn't happen, but I know how much that, that you, you love those things. Three years ago, I believe it was, Seoul were in the final, yep. two years ago they were in the semi-final, last year they were in the knockout stages, they're not going to the group, mate. You said that last year. <laughs> <laughs> but if, it, if you look at it, they've been getting worse and worse and worse year on year, yeah? Trey out. Chien. You heard it here first, <laughs> Trey out. Chien to Jansu, Petrescu to Seoul. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, my heart says Seoul, but my head says it'll probably be Guangzhou again, with Gamba or Jiangsu also having an outside chance. OK, I think it's time to put our experts on the spot and make them earn their money. Sophia, this year, who will win the ACL? I, I hope Guangzhou, but, but I don't know if they can do that. OK. <laughs> okay I awesome. hope. But, okay. but you, you don't think there's any it's chance of it? It's not Guangzhou. It's not Guangzhou. Maybe a, a Korean team will have... No chance. <laughs> no chance. No, no, no chance. But definitely... is good. <laughs> this is most important. De definitely not a team from, from West Asia? A, a Saudi team or a, 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 a Iranian team? I don't think so. The West Asia team is not, not, not so good as the East Asia team. Okay. I think, yeah. Okay. Does anyone actually think a West Asian team can win? I would love to pick the um, the West um, West team, but um, I don't see any points like they're gonna win this time because um, these days like East Asian teams are ridiculously pour a lot of money into it, and I think um, everybody's gonna say like the Guangzhou Grande, so I will pick John Book then. John Book? Yeah. Okay, well, that's it, okay. Because um, if, 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 if you'd like to um, uh, make analogy like um, the, the team as a person, um, Guangzhou has been winning a lot of times this day, like he's a star man, and, you know, it's been a while, like, um, 
they've been in, in pinnacle, so they, they're not really, um, they're just, um, we're going to do as we did before. But uh, Jungkook has been like knee to the trophy in 2011. So, um, and they put a lot of money, they have had a lot of money, and this time they got uh, most of the, the, the best players in Korea, so, um, and they really, really, really want it. So I think um, the Jungkook uh, would put their best bet into the ACL. Okay, yeah, that's why. I've got uh, I've got Guangzhou, uh, Guangzhou Evergrande uh, overall. Um, you know, John Buck have done a fantastic job of recruiting during the summer. You know, they seem to have signed the pick of the Korean players still playing in the K League and, and one or two from elsewhere. Um, I, I just kind of see them really, really pushing Guangzhou. But what I will say is that this year's ACL, certainly in the uh, four or five years that I've been watching, this year's uh, ACL is certainly the, the most interesting and the strongest overall. I can see, you know, there's five or six teams in there when you look at, you know, your, your Guangzhou and, uh, you know, John Buck and, as I mentioned, Gamba. But then when you add in, you know, uh, teams like, you know, Jiangsu as well into the mix and, and a few of the teams from China that potentially could be quite strong this year. Uh, certainly for the East Asian side, there's, there's, there's quite a lot of um, quite a lot of strong sides in there this season. And I'm quite looking forward to the latter stages where we could maybe see, you know, a few sort of... You know, for the past few seasons, sometimes you've caught games in the in the later stages that have have been a wee bit, you know, haven't been that competitive, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that you know this season you could see a few sort of games that will sort of really make your mouth water. Um, I've got Guangzhou winning it overall, um, just purely based on on the fact that they seem to have strengthened as opposed to just sort of you know brought in guys that you know they feel will make them a better team. They, they seem to have started with a sort of core of of good Chinese players and then sort of built their way out from there. Um, you know we seen them. I think it was in uh, with it in June, uh, Mark. We, we saw them play Sancho, uh, uh, yeah. yes. uh, and you know Songnam gave them a bit of a, uh, you know they sort of it was a bit of a sneak attack that night. You know Guangzhou were quite comfortable. Songnam got. Uh, a last minute penalty and beat them in you know, certainly one of the most uh, exciting games I saw last yeah, yeah, it was amazing um, yeah. you know I think they had that night they had Cannavaro on the, on the bench managing them they had yes. uh, you know a, a good few of the Brazilian boys on the pitch were, were fantastic and Lippi was the director of football of course three weeks later they two get patched and you know Scolari comes in sort of thing and Obinho you know it's, it's an exciting club to, to sort of watch you know they're a good team to, to, to see and I think they'll have enough this year to, to make it happen but then again John Buck will be close second um, and I think that'll be a good game if, you know hopefully that, that match happens and I, w- I would certainly like to see how the two match up against each other uh, but I've got Guangzhou and or maybe John Buck well, how, lo- how much longer did the Chinese have in the transfer market? Is there... <laughs> hey, that's the thing yeah I'm not really sure actually yeah I mean like, the Korean teams have maybe another week I think maybe a week and a half um, so yeah, I'm not really sure how much longer the Chinese teams have, but I do know that Martins, the Nigerian player, signed up recently as well. Obafemi yeah, Martins. Yeah, Martins, yeah. So it's kind of getting a bit scary, yeah. <coughs> so do you think it'll be yeah. definitely like a Chinese team? I'm going to, yeah, I'd say it would probably, I predict the winner will probably come from China this year. I'm not sure who at the moment until like, they finish the signings, but okay. I think the winner will, will, will be coming from China. Okay, so we just need one more prediction and that's us finished. Right, Lyle, obviously earlier you said that you thought Buriam have got a really good chance of getting out of the group. Presumably you don't think they win it, they're going to win the whole tournament, so what's your pick for this year's ACL? You know, Paul, difficult question, but I'm going to go for Hiroshima. Okay, interesting choice. Well, that's interesting. I, th- I, d- I do think that um, they had a good season last season uh, in, the, in the Japanese league and I, and I you know, 
I've got a feeling that they'll, they'll probably finish top of the group with Bury Ram second, but um, they'll they'll go all the way. I've got to, I, I'm going to have to stick stick with them, um, but then Shanghai maybe as a dark horse. But definitely no one from West Asia. No. I think I think most days have gone. Well, I think that, that about wraps everything up. Uh, it's been it's been it's been an interesting experience, definitely. Thank you, everyone, for all your opinions. Thank you. Bye. Excellent. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Up the borough. I, I think that over the last year we've we've spent a lot of time giving opinions about the Vietnamese, the Thai teams, when we didn't really know what we were talking about that much. Mm-hmm. I think it's been quite quite good, a little bit enlightening to hear from people who act who are actually experts in those fields. So. Uh, I've learned a lot. I assume you have, and hopefully the listeners will have done so as well. Well, guys, I think we're all probably talked out. We're all probably um, kind of. I think our brains are thumping with all the thinking and and so on that we've been doing. So I guess, Paul, do you have something to play us out? Something maybe a bit apt for tonight? When we started this, I was going to throw this open as the last question to each panelist, but frankly, we've been here a couple of hours. I'm quite knackered, so I'm just going to do an executive decision and pick something. Okay, so sweet. Take it away, Maestro. Yeah. It's been a hard-